This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Owens Corning, Deutsch Coatings, The Angie App, LL Flooring, the official flooring partner of The Money Pit, Bank of America, and Aero Fasteners. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboard to shingles, this is The Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're here to help you get your home improvement projects done. So what are you working on this beautiful week? And I love this time of the year because where we live, fall colors, they are just peaking right now. So it's absolutely beautiful. There's a Christmas in the air. I'm so motivated to take on another project every day before it gets to be you know, cold and unpleasant all at the same time. So if that's where you're at, if you're thinking about a project you'd like to get done, reach out to us because we are here to help. A couple of ways to do that. You can call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT or you can post your questions to moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, if you enjoyed garden fresh veggies all spring and summer, now is actually the perfect time to plant cool weather crops that actually thrive in autumn's cooler weather. We're going to share what grows best straight through to the first frost. And adding shrubbery to the front of your house can be a great way to add curb appeal. And now is the right time to do this project because the cooler fall weather offers plenty of time for those roots to grow deep before the next summer's heat sets in. We're going to walk you through the simple DIY project in today's smart spending tip. And whether you live in a climate that's warm or cold, insulation is the key to keeping your home comfortable. But most homes simply don't have enough. We're going to share a new product that allows you to get the insulation job done fast and safe and without any special tools just ahead. But first, let us help you create your best home ever. Fall is the perfect season to tackle projects, so let us help you get those done right the first time. Give us a call anytime at 888-MONEY-PIT. Plus, we've got tools to give away. We've got America's best-selling staple gun, the Arrow T50, plus a supply of staples going out to one listener drawn at random. So don't wait. Give us a call now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. We'll toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat and might be sending that cool staple gun out to you. So let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Tommy in Nebraska, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? My question concerns my dryer. I moved into a house that had the washer and dryer already here in my laundry room. And when I was cleaning back behind the dryer, um, the dryer hose is the aluminum type, and it's attached with tape, obviously not done correctly. And what I want to know is what would you recommend? Is there a better um, dryer vent hose or a tube of some kind? It's a fairly short distance from the wall to the dryer. If it's uh, the flexible aluminum hose, mm-hmm. then that you, I would probably go ahead and, and put that back in. If it's vinyl, I would not, but you're sure it's aluminum, right? 
It is. It's like shiny aluminum foil. Yeah. And that's the one that you want there because that's heat oh, you resistant. you do. Okay, yes. rather than the white vinyl, it's better than the white vinyl. Right, because the white vinyl could overheat and potentially cause a fire hazard. So the aluminum one is great because it won't hold on to all of that heat. Now the question is, where does your dryer hose vent to? Does it go to the outside? Has it been cleaned in a while? You know, these are all maintenance things that you need to be doing for your dryer. Right, Leslie. And that's what I wanted to do because I am so afraid of fire hazards. Mm -hmm. But okay, so I need to detach it and it is vented to an outside uh, vent. So what you should do is get a, a, a dryer vent cleaning brush there is a uh, one that's available online called the gardas lint eater Leslie and i both have one of these brushes they're really cool they're like brushes on the end of fiberglass rods and you stick them into a drill and just spin them into the vent oh my goodness and go back and forth and pull them out and you'd be amazed uh how much dust comes out of those things so that's one i'm sure you could probably find it at a home center and a hardware store as well but a, a dryer duct cleaning brush is uh, is what you really need for that. Okay, and then when I reattach that hose to the to the vent and then to the dryer, obviously I don't want to use tape, which is what they've used. There's a big bracket that uh, is sort of like a clamp that fits around that, and it goes over the hose, and the so- hose goes over the vent, and then it all sort of screws together. And I'm sure you could also find those at a home center or a hardware store. No, you should definitely not tape it together. I will do that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, 
fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Now we're heading on over to Mike in North Carolina who's got a driveway question. Drive it on over. What can we do for you, bud? I uh, had put in a, a new plant or got ready to put a new plant in front of the house and I took the old one out. There was a crack in the foundation and uh, also a, a pretty good sized void underneath the driveway. And uh, I've had three different companies out to take a look at it. And after all that, I'm, I don't quite know what to do. <laughs> okay. So this crack is in your foundations on your basement wall. Where are you seeing it? Or on the outside wall? Describe it. it on the outside wall in the corner of the garage. All right. And you've got a driveway near there where uh, the driveway sunken in a bit. It sounds to me like you've got a water problem where water is collecting in that area. may have undermined some of the soil. Uh, small cracks. Is it vertical cracks? Small vertical cracks is what it is? Vertical crack, yes. Yeah. It's a very minor very almost commonplace kind of a crack so i wouldn't get too terribly worked up about it you'd be surprised how many cracks foundations have we see them all the time so i wouldn't panic about it but if you've got an area that's uh uh, sunken in where the driveway is what you are going to have to do is cut that driveway out uh fill that area in tamp it down pack it properly and and have the driveway restored in that particular area The, the driveway hasn't sunk yet it's just uh has been well when you just said before when you said before that there was an area that was sunken in you did not mean the driveway what's sunken in no no I, there's I, there's a void underneath the driveway you can see that it, the, where, where the driveway pad comes up to the garage when i took this plan out you can see a a, a, a void underneath the driveway okay so the voids under the apron is what you're saying correct it's under yes. it's it's okay all right same advice you've got to fill the void in or the driveway will drop into that spot okay and water will continue to collect there and it'll wash out what's left of the footing around there the soil under the footing then you get more shifting so you've got to restore that soil not unusual because a lot of times you get uh, organic matter that gets in there it could be you know i don't know wood it could be paper it could be anything that's was accumulating there from when the foundation was dug and then it rots away and the voids form and the water gets in there and it's kind of a vicious cycle so you need to get that repacked with soil properly and then regraded the slope away and then restore the driveway uh so i don't think you have a big problem there i think you have a uh you know sort of a medium-sized maintenance problem but you should do it because it can get worse if you ignore it yeah okay thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit Hey, we've got a handy tool to give away today to one listener. It's the Arrow T50 heavy-duty staple gun and a supply of T50 staples. This is America's best-selling staple gun. It's jam-resistant, features an all-chrome steel housing, and it's going out to one listener drawn at random. So make that you. Call us now with your questions at 1-888-MONEYPIT or post them to moneypit.com. All right, now we've got Deb in Missouri on the line who needs help with a flooring question. How can we help you? 
Yes. Um, well, we've replaced our flooring, but we destroyed most of the molding trying to get it off the, okay. along the, the mop board. And uh, we're wondering what's the best way to put new on, what would be the best to use. Uh, the walls are all plaster. It looked like the nails had been set before the plaster was dried because we had to cut them off. And so how high up the walls did the molding go? Because usually with plaster walls, the molding is a lot taller than a standard three-and-a-half-inch base molding. It's three-and-a-half inches. It is three-and-a-half inches? Yes, but we could go a wee bit higher and still look nice. Right. Okay. Do you want the molding to be painted or natural? Well, I don't think we'll ever match the doors. It's all wood. And I don't think we'd ever match that. Okay, so do you want the molding to be painted then? Yes, we'll probably go painted, yes. But adhering it to the walls, it's going to be a, a, a real pain because of that plaster. Mm, yeah. Well, you're going to do it with a, with a combination of trim screws and uh, liquid nails. So you're not going to nail it, okay? Uh, what you're going to do is uh, probably the least expensive thing to buy is something called finger joint uh, colonial baseboard molding. It's a very uh, you know, straightforward molding with a little bit of, uh, of a fluted edge on top. It looks nice. It looks finished. Uh, is it, does the thickness matter? Does it have to be uh, a certain thickness to cover a gap between the wall and the floor? At least a quarter inch, yes. Quarter inch? Okay, so all you're going to need is the molding then. Because you could put the molding and then shoe molding over that, which would extend it out to almost an inch. But uh, no, you're going to buy finger joint baseboard molding. Finger joint means it's ready for paint. Now, before you apply it to the walls, I would prime it. So it's a lot easier to paint this molding. In fact, I would prime it and I'd put one finished coat of paint on it because it's a lot easier to paint it when it's up on some sawhorses than when it's attached to your house. And then when it comes to installation, you're going to, and you know what, you might want to get a carpenter that knows how to do this because, frankly, it's just a lot easier if you know how to, uh, to make a corner joint, which is called a coped joint. And you do it with a coping saw. But the way you attach it is with, after it's all cut to fit, you apply some liquid nails to the back of the molding. And then you put in only as, as many trim screws. And trim screws are kind of like drywall screws, except they have a really tiny head like a finish nail. But you only put enough of those in to hold it while it's drying. So you're not going to have nearly as many trim screws as you will nails. And it'll be really solid. And the last thing you do is fill those holes and you put one finished coat of paint on when, and then you're completely done. So by putting the paint on ahead of time, you're halfway there. All you can do is touch it up, fill the holes, one more coat of paint, you're good to go. Okay? Awesome. Thank you so very much. Deb, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, would you guys like to plant a fall garden and extend the supply of fresh garden veggies into the cooler weather? Well, you can by selecting cool weather crops. It turns out that fall is actually an easier time of year to garden, too, because it's nice and cool, and insect populations are reduced. And also, some of the fall crops actually sweeten when they get nipped by that first frost. Now, according to the experts at Bonnie Plants, many cool-weather veggies and herbs are perfect for fall planting. Now, you can grow weeks' worth of cabbage for slaws, healthy kale, crunchy cauliflower, and even broccoli, which my kids love. Now, other fall favorites include Brussels sprouts, which are super delicious. You can roast them with slices of garlic and olive oil and maybe drizzle a touch of balsamic vinegar or any of the versatile salad greens. Think of like lettuce and spinach or herbs like cilantro. Some of those tend to wilt and suffer in the sweltering summer sun. So this cool, crisp weather is actually perfect for them. Yeah, and we love this because we had issues with bugs in our garden, which was wonderful. We had over 400 tomatoes, by the way. That's crazy, Tom. (laughs) I know, right? But we did have insect issues, so I love the fact that they're now sort of dying off so that we can grow some of these cooler crops. For more ideas, you can check out our post on fall garden tips on moneypit.com. Carlin, South Carolina is dealing with some tricky doors. Tell us what's going on. I put tile floors in my laundry room. And I took the door down, and when I put it back, uh, it, it won't stay open. It'll, it'll swing back to close. And the one in my bedroom does the same thing. I have to prop them open with something. So they used to stay open before, and, and now they just want to stay closed all the time? Right. Uh-huh. So there's two ways to fix that, Carl. One way is to uh, rip out the door and rehang it, properly shim it, because it's 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 out of level somehow, and uh, that's a you know pretty big job. And the other way to do it is to pull the hinge pins out, put them on a hard concrete surface, uh-huh. and give them a sharp wrap so you bend them slightly. Okay. Then tap them back into the hinges, mm-hmm. and you will have added some friction to that connection. Right. You follow me? Yes. Put a slight bend on the hinge pin. Uh, a little trick of the trade that will give you a little more tension on that door. Just, you know, take one out and give it a wrap so it has a little bit of a slight bend to it. You might not even see it, but just a slight bend. Tap it back in, try the door, you know, see how it works. If it, if it kind of stays where you want, that's fine. If not, maybe do the, do the top one, then do the bottom one. Give that another wrap. You're going to keep adding a little pressure to it by doing that until you get it just right. Okay? All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 888- Money Pit. All right, now we're going over to Michigan where Linda's on the line and wants to add on to a farmhouse. How can we help you with that? Well, I have about a 100-year-old farmhouse, and I the only bathroom is upstairs. It's a, a two-story farmhouse, and I want to age in place. Uh, so I want to add another bathroom downstairs, and also uh, I inherited a doll collection from my mother, and it's stored in all the storage and all the rooms, so I kind of want to bring it into one room and add another room for that and hobbies. Uh, people have been suggesting that I just, I'll just add a, break up one of the rooms in the house and just put a bathroom in any, any old place, but the rooms are really well proportioned. There's good cross-ventilation. I 
I don't want to have a mess. I want to have some style to the additions. So people have suggested that I go to either an architect or drafter or interior designer. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what that process involves and how many I should go to. Or well, I think that you hit the nail on the head, and that is to hire an architect because essentially you want to make sure that whatever you do to this house flows and maintains its structural integrity as well as its design integrity. So an architect can help you do just that. Selecting where to put that bathroom will be, you know, a, a balance of compromises. Trying to decide where it fits best, best in the design, where the plumbing is now, what it would take to get to the plumbing where it needs to be to, for this particular bathroom, and then how best to design those rooms for your collections and, and that sort of thing. The, the architect can handle with the structure and the mechanical systems. Once that's done, then you can consider bringing in an interior designer to help lay it out, choose colors, choose furniture, and, and, and make it work for you visually. Well, and I think the other good thing about bringing in the architect is they may have an interior designer that they work with. You can bring in your own they'll be able to sort of work together to help you specify the right materials for the right areas. So it really is a strong partnership. I see. Now, do I bring, do I talk or consult with two architects and get their ideas or do I just go with one and, and get the designs? What I would do is I would, I would bring in one or two or maybe three architects to see the property, tell them what you want to accomplish, find out how they work. You get a feel for them. Yeah, they get a feel for you, and then you make a decision based on that. I think you meet with somebody, you meet with two or three architects, as Tom suggested. Just get a feel for them, because you're going to know if you want to work with them. You're going to know how well you communicate back and forth. You'll sort of spitball ideas, you know, there during that meeting and get a really good sense of how much they're understanding you. And whoever you feel the most comfortable with, I think, is is what's going to lead you to the right decision. And then you'll start drawings. Okay. Um, I did get... uh a card from someone he used him, but he's this person. But he was his card says he's a drafting and cons, drafting and uh, consultant. You don't want a drafter, okay? You want an architect. You just want an architect, a good quality architect. So focus on that first. You could take usually they'll have books that show some of their past projects. You can see what kind of work they do. You know, it's going to be. You'll figure out through a process of elimination which one you're most comfortable with, and that's the person that's going to get the job. But they're well worth the investment because they're going to make this process easy, and they're going to be. You're going to be assured that it that it comes out exactly as you as you plan. You know, if you bring in, if you go right to the contractor step there. They're just going to squeeze this bathroom in wherever uh, they think it fits, and it's just you're not going to be happy with it. So get the architect. They're well worth their investment. Okay, great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, are you a contractor or maybe a remodeler or an architect or a builder? Well, if you are, we launched a brand new podcast that is just for you. It's presented by LL Flooring, and it's called the Profiles Podcast. And in the podcast, we talk to successful pros who are setting examples, 
who are overcoming challenges and sharing what it takes to build a great business. Now, we have had some fantastic guests, but I got to tell you, the couple that I interviewed for this edition is really my favorite. They're Gina and Vince Santoro. They're the founders of Rescuing Families, and they are doing amazing work renovating homes in their area. They were actually recently featured on Kelly Clarkson. Check this out, Leslie. They were doing a project for a homeowner that needed a complete renovation. It was all being done by the charity. So the homeowner who was disabled, a disabled son, really needed the help. The house was surrounded at the end of the day. They locked everything up, surrounded by a fence, and they came back the next morning, and all of their tools were stolen, $25,000 in tools, pretty much enough to put them completely out of business. But like communities do, they came together. There was a post on social media. They started receiving gift cards to Home Depot and Lowe's, and the Milwaukee Tool Company said, Vinny, whatever you need, let us know. And Kelly Clarkson told the story, and they got a car, which was cool, too, because they were wow, driving 22-year-old vehicles, but a really fun group to talk to. You guys will love this podcast. The Profiles podcast, you can listen and follow at loflooring.com slash pro or wherever you get your pods. Well, adding shrubbery to the front of your house can be a great way to add curb appeal, and now is the right time to do this project. And here's why. The cooler fall weather is actually giving you plenty of time for those roots to grow deep before the next summer's heat is going to set in. We've got some tips on how to get that project done in today's Smart Spending Tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Now, first up, planting a shrub is easy. Definitely something that most DIYers can handle without a pro. You want to choose your shrub carefully, though. Very important. Your best bet is to always choose plants that are native to your area. And also consider the local wildlife. If you live in an area where deer are prevalent, like me, you want to make sure that you select plants that they don't like to eat. Otherwise, your plants will disappear as quickly as you plant them. I mean, it's amazing. They look like little lollipops because yeah. they can only eat what they can yeah. reach. Well, they leave the stubs behind. You know. <laughs> All right, guys, you also need to select those shrubs based on an overall height and width of that shrub once it's mature. Because, you know, you get a sense of it when it's small, but don't forget it's going to get quite large and you've got to space them accordingly. Now, you don't want to choose something for a foundation planting that might quickly overtake your windows and then block your views. Some popular shrubs that work well for added curb appeal are things like boxwoods, azaleas, rhododendrons, forsythia. Not only are they going to be just great coverage, but they give you some much-needed color. And hydrangeas, I love them so much. So many great colors. They really do look beautiful in the front of a house. Now, once you have your shrub, it's time to dig. You want to create a hole that's about two and a half times wider than the root ball of the shrub. So when you do that, dig out your topsoil first and set it aside because you're going to want to put it back after the shrub is in. Now, if you reach kind of that gravelly, stony kind of layer of dirt, dig that out too and get rid of it. It's hard for shrubs to grow when the dirt is really uh, compacted like that, and certainly it's not going to grow through gravel. So get rid of that, set it aside. Uh, And you want to aim to make the hole about two or three inches shorter in terms of height than the root ball. And this way, the top of the root ball will be slightly exposed. That's exactly where you want it. And once you place the shrub in the hole, spin it. Spin it around, stand back, look at it, find the best side to face the street, and then make sure you slice any burlap or rope or wire mesh that surrounds the root ball so it's free to grow. Then just mix fertilizer into that topsoil that, remember, you pulled out and set aside, and then replace that mix, and you're almost done. One more thing to do, and that is watering. 
Yeah, and with the new shrubs, you're going to water that root ball for about 30 minutes once a day for a week. Now, you can also use a soaker hose. If you place that around the base of the tree and water for two hours, you can do that once a week. By next spring, you're going to have beautiful, well-adjusted new shrubbery, and your house is going to look amazing. So enjoy. And that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Sylvia in Ohio is on the line and clearly spilled some glue somewhere. What's going on? No, I didn't spill glue. We have our carpet in our kitchen is glued down like 20 years ago. Did you say carpeting in your kitchen? Yes, they use glue to put the carpet down. Uh, My question is, how do we get it off the floor without tearing the whole floor out? What kind of flooring uh, was it glued over? Is it hardwood? No, just... um, Plywood? Yes, uh uh-huh. Some sort of a subfloor. So really, you don't have to get it completely off. You just have to kind of get it smooth. So you can put whatever kind of flooring down you want to do over that. What kind of flooring do you want to uh, end up with, Sylvia? We want to put hardwood over it or on it. So um, what you should do is get a citrus adhesive remover. There's a number of different citrus adhesives, citrus-based adhesive removers. They're not as caustic as some of the other adhesive removers. And what it will do is soften that adhesive. And you, your goal here is just to get any of the sort of the thicker, uh, chunkier areas removed so that what you could do is put down another uh, layer of plywood, an underlayment of plywood, say like a quarter-inch Luan or something like that. Then on top of that, you can install your hardwood floor. There's lots of options with the hardwood floor. You can use engineered hardwood, which is thinner, but very, very beautiful. And uh, it's more dimensionally stable. And it would be probably a better choice for a kitchen. Because if you put regular hardwood down and you ever had a a big leak, spilled a pot of anything, um, it will swell up and become damaged. But if you use engineered, it's uh, much more stable and resistant to uh, any type of swelling when it gets damp or wet. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Remember, give us a call. Ask us your questions. You're going to get the answer to the project that you're working on. But we've got a handy tool to give away to one listener this hour. We've got up for grabs the Arrow T50 heavy-duty staple gun and a supply of T50 staples. I mean, this Arrow T50 staple gun is America's best-selling staple gun. They're made in the USA. They're great for repairs, for upholstery, installing insulation, decorating, tacking up trim. You name it, you can really tackle pretty much any project with a staple gun and the arrow t50 is the best one out there that arrow t50 is going out to one listener drawn at random make that you call us now at 1-888 money pit 888-666-3974 nelson in delaware you've got the money pit what's going on well i have asphalt paving uh, actually about 2200 square feet of it wow okay and, uh, I, I just had it put in uh, six weeks ago okay and my question is uh uh, seal coating, uh, do I use uh, a water base or an oil base? I've, I've well, heard. if it's only six weeks old, it, it sounds like it's a little early for you to be seal coating it. It might be that you want to go ahead and just let this go until uh, next year and give it a seal coating either in the spring or the fall then. And at that point, I think the formulations on these have evolved to the point where you can do a really nice job with the latex-based product. And uh, what you want to do is, you know, pick up the seal coat, pick up the tools to apply it with at, at the home center, and then start in one corner and work your way across. But since it's so new, 
I would let it bake in the sun a little bit. You're going to have a lot of uh, solvents in that material that's going to bake out for a while. So I think it's kind of early for you to sealing to seal it. I think you should just uh, hold off perhaps for about a year uh, and then seal it before maybe we go into the next winter. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's good. All right. Good luck with that project, Nelson. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, whether you live in a climate that's warm or cold, insulation is the key to keeping your home comfortable, but most homes just don't have enough. If this is a project you're considering, you may be wondering if there are any special tools or equipment that you need to get it done. Well, with fiberglass insulation, you don't need highly specialized equipment or tools like some other insulation methods require. For most jobs, all you need are everyday tools, maybe a utility knife, some basic safety equipment, like the gloves and eye protection that you would wear for really any home project. Yeah, now in most cases, you're going to be adding additional insulation to that which you've already got. And this job is made even easier with Owens Corning's new pink next-gen fiberglass insulation. It's made with advanced fiber technology, so it springs back into shape instantly out of the bag. In fact, it's kind of fun to watch because you open a package. I mean, it's a little like watching biscuit dough popping out of those cardboard tubes. It's fun and surprising, and it amazingly takes shape right before your eyes. Now, the bats, they're designed to fit perfectly, so it's going to fill the cavity completely, and they're also stiff, so you can actually slide them into the cavity, and then they stay there. Plus, they're incredibly easy to cut and split, so you can insulate around boxes and wires with much less dust and less mess. To learn more about the new Pink Next Gen fiberglass insulation, go to pinknextgen.com. That's pinknextgen.com. Audrey in South Dakota, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? All right. Um, I was listening to your show last weekend, and I heard you talking about some kind of like contact paper, but you put it on your like your kitchen wall, and you can put tile on it for a backsplash? Yeah, that's a product called Bondera Tile Matte Set. Kind of a long name, but basically, it's a two-sided adhesive sticky material that if you want to do a backsplash, or for that matter, a countertop, you pull off the uh, backing on one side of it, press it against the wall in your case for the backsplash. Then you can stick the tiles right to the other side. You pull off the backing on the other side and you stick the tiles right on. And then you can pretty much grout immediately thereafter so you don't have to wait for glue to dry or even mix up glue or, 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 or get a, a tile glue that can kind of get all over the place. It's all on the mat. So you cut it to fit, put it on the wall, pull off the back, uh, and then go ahead and... Uh, glue the tile right to it. I would caution you, though, that I, I would not recommend you put this right on drywall because it's going to be a permanent. <laughs> You're never going to get it off. And if you ever want to replace it, you have to cut the wall out because it'll just pull the paper right off. And what you could do is just put a thin sheet of uh, Lawan plywood on the wall first and then put the tile right on that. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Marilee wrote into the Money Pit and she says, I hired a fence contractor who set posts for a six foot high aluminum fence by only pouring in a bag of dry cement. No water, no mixing, no gravel, only the bag of cement, and then filling the hole with dirt. He assures me that this is the best method, but after 48 hours with just a finger, you can move those posts back and forth. I fear this fence is going to collapse with the first heavy rain. What do you think? That doesn't seem right. No, I think you're absolutely right, Marilee. The approach that this guy's using, though, it's unfortunate because it will work, but he's using the wrong product. You can't just poor cement. I mean, what you want to have here is concrete, which is made up of cement 
and sand and lime. But what I would do is I would purchase fast-setting concrete. Now, Quickrete makes fast-setting concrete in the red bag. You've probably heard us talk about this on the show before. It's the only fast-setting product that we use, and I have done this exact job with the fast-setting concrete. So in this case, you would dig the hole, you'd set the post, you'd pour in the dry fast-setting concrete, and then, and this is what he did not do, you would water the hole. Essentially, you can just stick a hose in that hole and fill it up with water till the concrete's nice and wet. Sometimes I support the post to make sure they stay you know, perfectly level for the next hour or two, but it'll basically dry rock solid like right away. The problem is that he used a product that's not designed for this. Just cement is not going to do it. you got to use the actual concrete mix, which contains the gravel. And the fast-sending concrete is the best way to do that. So uh, it definitely is a problem. He's going to have to dig out around those posts now, get as much of that old cement out as possible, and then use the fast-setting concrete. And remember, water the hole. In a couple of hours, that stuff sets, and you're good to go, and it will not blow over. All right. Good catch, Marilee. Next up, we've got a poster from William. Now, he says, I purchased an older house. One of the owners sheetrocked it, but didn't take off the old walls, so the outlets are receding. What do I do to bring the outlets flush so that I can use the plugs correctly? I mean, why would you want to use the plugs correctly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little dangerous, too, because you're kind of like reaching deep into the wall to plug stuff in, right? So what has to happen here is you need to turn off the power. You need to make sure that there's enough wire, like extra wire with that outlet to sort of gently pull it out of the wall. And then there's like an extender. like It's kind of like a bracket that goes, it's about a three-quarters of an inch or an inch deep, and it goes all the way around that hole. And they have longer screws and actually spacers, so you're kind of like packing out that box. Like if you can imagine extending the box by the half inch or so, that's kind of what these do. And then the outlet will be positioned flush with the front of the inside wall, and that's exactly the way it should be done. So there was a shortcut here. Maybe the old owner just didn't know, you know, how to do this. But there's a product actually designed for extending outlets, and that's what you have to do at this point, William. All right, William, I hope that helps and you don't miss reaching into the wall to plug things in. I mean, I know it's you're going to get used to it, I promise. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show, and we are so glad you are. We hope that you're enjoying the beautiful, slightly cooler fall weather we're having right now. We hope it's full color with all the leaves in your part of the world. But whether you live in Hawaii or Florida or anywhere in between, we're here to help you with projects big and small. Now, those of you in those beautiful warm climates, feel free to call us and brag a little bit about that weather because we are, though, enjoying the fall, which is a time when so many of us love to get outside and do those projects big and small. That's all the time we have this hour. The show does continue, though, online. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit.